Hey everyone, Brian here. Kim couldn't make it to this recording session, so Tim kind of played her character a bit. But in your theater of the mind, just imagine Olivari sitting at the table with us. <laughs> if you really were hoping for your Kim fix and you're not sure if you can go another two weeks without hearing the luscious and sultry sound of her voice cascading over you like honey drizzling in the breeze, you can always go check out her other content by listening to Beholder's Eye podcast and Service Desk podcast. And now, before we kick off the show, here is a quick message from our good friend, so Maddie Games. Hey there, folks. So Maddie Games from So Nerdware. And we are proud to be the official place to get your LCP DD merchandise. We also sell a huge array of clothing and accessories for the tabletop gamer. Head on down to SoNerdware.com. So Nerdware. It's what the nerds wear. And use the code LCP at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. SoNerdware.com Here's the thing about living here in the West, in the wild. Taking prisoners is hardly, hardly ever a good idea. If you got your enemy in your reach, you kill them. And personally, I believe in cutting their goddamn heads off. And what did I do? Well, Alavari had that demon or whatever shape-shifting son of a bitch it was. And I cut its head off. And I'd do it again if I had to. That's just how I do business. And if, uh... The agents decide they don't like that. Well, they can find themselves a new guide and a new hired gun. So, Igmid, <laughs> you uh, you swing open the one uh, sort of swinging door that's on the the door frame of the crossing house. Obviously, the other one is just uh, wide open because it's not uh, hanging on its hinges anymore or anything like that. And as you push it open, you can see that um, all of the miners and stuff that are sitting at the bar they turn around and Igmid. But all of your friends are sitting around a table and they do not look as happy to see you as perhaps uh, <laughs> Polly and the miners do. Um, you notice uh, you notice that none of uh, none of the Jorgensen sisters um, are around, so you don't see them. Uh, like I said, it's just mm. the miners at the bar, you know, kind of your normal uh, end of shift guys that are 
sort of always posted up in that corner of the bar and then your friends mm. around a table and the man in black had left a while back anyway, so he's no longer in okay. there either. And so just to kind of give you a general idea of what's going on and uh, so yeah, what do you want to do with your friends glowering at you? Okay, well, does anyone take note of the fact that I'm literally covered in pronghorn blood or have the people just you know, kind of decided, uh, this is who he is. <laughs> I, I absolutely noticed that, and uh, as Falk, I silently du- uh, judge you. <laughs> um, I, uh, Ig- Igmit's gonna walk over and, and sit on a chair uh, just at the table with the rest of them. Hello, witness killer. He wasn't going to tell you anything. Well, we'll never know now, will we? Well, I saved the body so Deputy Portnoy can see it. I'm surprised you're not carrying it around on your belt. Um, well, it didn't have any hair. <laughs> Tom, are, are you you're really being the one to judge people on uh, unwarranted assaults? I take a drink. <laughs> yeah, I admit, um... I mean, this is coming from me here. Um, maybe you ought to take a bath real, <laughs> real soon. Um, it does smell awfully metallic in here. Exactly. The, the blood aesthetic, it, it's cool looking. I'll tell you that right now. Um, very intimidating. But uh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's God awful. <laughs> really? <laughs> huh. I don't know, just kind of smelt like home to me. <laughs> well, Did you live in a fish cannery or something? <laughs> I don't eat fish. Anyways, where have you been all day? Well, uh, I talked to uh, Re- Rebecca Portnoy, and then I was talking to her father, um, and uh, I-, I think I have an idea. Of uh, a lead we might want to follow. Oh, really? You've been an, an investigator now? What do you got? Well, I gotta c- contribute somehow. Um, well, I don't know if you know this, and he can- Igmit kind of lowers his voice a little bit. Rebecca and uh, Mr. Fillmore kind of had a private thing, and, um, well, Rebecca is a bit suspicious of him and she mentioned that uh, there's something in Fillmore's basement which is locked up far beyond what would be necessary and um, I don't know maybe it's nothing but sounds a little odd to me Is there anyone in this town that Fillmore didn't have an affair with? Well I can eh. So she gave you no indication of what this, uh, basement secret would be? No, no, but, um, I wondered if maybe it was his money, um, but she is going to talk to the banker uh, and see if he keeps his money with the bank or, or if it is at home, um, but if it ain't, if his money's in the bank then I reckon there could be something else, possibly something incriminating in his basement. 
A man like him, I wouldn't be surprised if his bunny was in multiple places. Yeah, that would be the smart play. Plus, a man like him would probably have a lot of uh, shit in his basement. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm just suspicious of him unnecessarily. I don't know. Well, that's good that you're following your gut. You you might have a a career in investigating after this. Your eating gut. (laughs) (laughs) Boo! You just couldn't resist that, could you? Fucking boo! Was that the miners in the bar again? (laughs) Had to have been. I couldn't help myself. Holy shit. (laughs) But uh, here's the thing. I can't hear where shit out of one ear. I'm tired. I mean, I'm... He pulls open his vest. And uh, I've been shot. Thanks to Tom. I, I, I need to... I need to get healed up. I didn't do that. Yeah, but you provoked her. You provoked her. I wasn't the one that ran into her house. You were about to. Anyway, <laughs> I know... Take another drink. ...of a healer that can help us. And if I remember right, you ain't feeling too well either, are you, Tom? What do you mean, a healer? She's a, uh... Well, last I remember, the the healer over at the orc camp was a uh, well. She's an orc, obviously, and she she uses magic and various natural resources as well to heal people of their ailments and injuries. Hmm. An orcish demon girl, like some sort of foreign practicer of dark magic or some such. Oh, hush now. It ain't no (laughs) demons or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, the natural... When Tom says that, I I look around to make sure uh, Halivari wasn't within earshot of that. (laughs) She 100% heard that. Are you kidding me? Like, she's sitting at the table with you guys. (laughs) I kind of, like, hang my head down, like, and, and, like, (laughs) embarrassed... Either the blessings come from Ernie or else they come from somewhere else. Yeah, but that don't mean that it's demonic. I'm not anxious to go to some other spiritual being for some sort of healing. Well, I don't think Pastor Breakfast could heal us, now could he? Just because I'm more learned than Pastor Breakfast doesn't mean that he's... It don't matter who's right and who's wrong. It matters who can do what. And I know for a fact that the healers over at the orc camp can help us. I think you should do it. I mean, if we get another attack like that one with the fucking zombie golem thing, then, uh, you sure we could take it again? I don't know if I can take it. Falk is talking about heading down to the cave and fetching that Igment character again. I mean, I excuse me. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> you mean there's three Igmets? <laughs> Falk was considering going down to that cave and fetching that nuisance character again. Um, I can't say I'm 
anxious to see that little critter. Um, I suppose I'd be willing to accompany you to the orc camp, but only because it's better if two people travel rather than one. I don't know about this healing. Uh, you may have to go that part alone. All right, but you better give Falk your your badge. Don't don't take it out of town with you. When you say that, I get kind of sort of like trying to take us. Uh, um, <laughs> what do you call it? Like a <laughs> what is a safety item a kid has? Fucking what? Makes them feel good. <laughs> no idea a, what you're talking a, about. A security blanket? Yeah, it's like <laughs> almost like the the sense of taking a security blanket away from a kid or something. I'm like, this badge holds all my authority from the FIA. I I'm out in the wilderness with the wild people. I I don't know about shit. That. You think you got authority out there in the art camp? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, the authority was inside you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of re- reach my hand out and put it on his shoulder and, and look at him deeply as I'm saying that. <laughs> that there badge. And Igmet points his finger and like pushes the, his finger right into Tom's chest. Is just a bullseye on your back if you take it out there. I roll my eyes and f- take the badge off and flick it towards Falk. Well, don't give it to me. I'm not your mom. Just go and put it up in your room. Rather, you take it. I look around at the miners and I say, <clears throat> I don't know how long we're going to be gone. I don't trust this bunch with my room being open like this. Why'd you leave your room open? Wait, those doors lock. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, uh, before I leave town, I got some stuff to, to run around and do. Um, Alrighty. I'm... I might even spend the night here before I uh, before I go out um, towards that cave, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna do my errands. Uh, you guys got anything else you need for me before I step out? Will you be taking Olivari with you? Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, she'll be coming with me to the cave. Uh, I'm sure she has got some some stuff to do around before we go too. And um, by the way, you better pick up your badge because there's. 100% chance I'm leaving it here on this table. <laughs> <laughs> I reluctantly pick it up and put it back in my pocket. Take it up to your room. You're going to get the creature and bring him back. Then you're going to ask the town? Yeah, so I get the, the nuisance and, um, you know, he for one, he knows Abyssal. Um which I think Alivari knows, uh, too. But, too, I think that he'd be able to, like, sniff out this demon thing. I think he'll be able to see right through whoever it is and lead us right to it. Well, I hope we can be back in time before this mystery is concluded. Um, question. Y'all still got those weird, uh, communicators on your wrists? Do they work? Hell's bells. I forgot to get my communicator back from Boris. <laughs> yeah, I still got mine, so, uh, yeah, you gotta go get yours. Hey, maybe you could give him your badge. <laughs> That's a good idea. I can't wait for the Officer Boris spinoff show. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah. I, I, stand, I turn around and, and start walking out of the crossing house. 
Well, here in Rogeria, necromancy-based offenses are among the most heinous. <laughs> and this is why there is a special task force appointed by King Wenceslas himself. And this is Officer Boris. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> mm, 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 mm. <laughs> um, so, Falk, as you get up and you uh, start leaving the crossing house, Alavari gets up and she glowers pretty uh, harshly at Tom. But then... Just as Tom is about to open up his mouth, she moves over her gaze to uh, Igmet and glowers even harder. Like, you didn't <laughs> think that she could possibly look more disappointed, but <laughs> this woman is just irate with you guys, and she just kind of sighs and follows Falk out of the crossing house. Igmet goes up to the bar. Um, is anyone minding the bar at all, or is it just honor system Miss Polly looks at you and goes are you drunk already <laughs> ma'am I'm, I, I didn't see you I, it, it's been a long day uh, can I have a shot and uh, I'll buy four bottles of whiskey off you too uh, yeah 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 yes and she uh, kind of like looks puzzled for a minute and then goes and uh, pours you a shot and slides it across the bar and then uh, she grabs uh, some bottles from below the uh, countertop and sets them down and she goes um I g- let's call it let's call it uh, let's call it five gold Tom I yell over to him come pay the woman <sighs> I stand up and then I saunter over and put some money down on the bar. Okay. And then I, and then I start. I kind of edge away from Igmet again and I say, "You are going to take a bath, yes?" Oh, I'll jump in the horse trough. Maybe get some new clothes. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Oh, thank you, ma'am. And uh, takes bottles off the counter takes the shot quickly and walks out okay and then you said which uh which general store do you want to head to because remember there's Gottfried's and then there's uh yeah Gottfried's and let's go to Fillmore's okay um what are you doing Tom are you just sticking with Igmet or what um I don't feel a personal need to act it out but I'm gonna just make sh- I'm gonna be given my badge to Boris and um, maybe cleaning up there's a wash basin in the in the jailhouse at the deputy's office so you you know that once you go meet up with Boris you're gonna be able to clean yourself up a little bit and uh, okay so Igmit you go across the uh, the town square past the well and uh, go across the street of that main thoroughfare that goes south and you find yourself in front of uh, Fillmore's general store and uh, it actually looks open this time as opposed to before where it uh, yeah it seemed very very close <laughs> closed um, and so yeah you uh, you walk right in and um, 
And as you recall, this this store is far more well organized than the other store is. Like there there are shelves that are neatly stacked and one of the things that that you kind of infer about Lucius um as you're looking around his store is that he's kind of a fastidious gentleman. You know what I mean? He's very particular mm-hmm. about the way that he must do things because you can't find a single thing out of order. Like there's no dust on top of anything. Like it's very clean and very organized in this store. And um, you're kind of browsing over towards uh, where he's got some of the boots and stuff. And you hear him coming up behind you and uh, you hear good, 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 good afternoon. I, how can I help you? Honey, uh, well, I need some clothes that'll fit my, that'll fit me. I need some boots, and I need four sticks of dynamite. Yes, sir. And he, uh, he goes into, he goes kind of like, around the store and he makes a few laps and kind of like stops and looks at a few things and like looks at you and sort of like holds it up in the air and just kind of like eyeballs it like with your frame almost and then he puts it back and goes over to a different section of the store and maybe after 20 or 30 minutes or so it takes him a while to get everything put together for you he finally comes back with um with an entire outfit, uh, mostly, mostly uh, animal skins. You would you would guess probably uh, pronghorn leather. <clears throat> Excuse me, making up the majority of it, and then just a a very thin, fine cotton button up shirt to put on under it to kind of breathe and keep you cool and stuff like that. Um, and the boots aren't really that fancy. They're more they're more like a work boot than they are like a cowboy boot, um, but still acceptable for what you're trying to accomplish. And so, and he kind of looks at you and he says, uh, my, 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 I'm sorry, sir. I just, uh, we don't, we we don't, 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 we do not have cowboy boots in, 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 in a size that will fit you. I, I hope these will be okay. That'll work just fine. Thank you, son. And uh, I take the gold out of my pocket. And then, um, can you hold my things for a minute? And I start taking my gear off, like my weapons and pack. So you start, like, piling it into his arms. And he's kind of a scrawny guy with, uh, with a small mustache. And he starts to immediately, like, teeter around because your equipment is heavy. I mean, you've got plenty of guns and, and tomahawks and bows <laughs> and arrows and just all sorts of stuff that you're just piling onto this uh, young man. And, and he starts to kind of teeter back and forth a little bit. And he's, he's breathing heavy and you can see the sweat forming on his brows. And he hasn't even been carrying it for very long at this point. <laughs> Thank you, son. And Igmet just runs out of the store, just throwing open the door, and he's making a beeline for the closest horse trough. (laughs) Okay, so I want you to I want you to go ahead and make me an acrobatics check as you so basically you're tearing across the town square towards the crossing house. 
and there are definitely troughs in front of the crossing house because uh, and you go and you basically just leap into the air and get ready to cannonball and <laughs> this is it's true. a 19 plus seven so yeah 26. okay this is really so, weird you you leap up into the air and you get super high into the air and as you crash into this trough, like you feel the cool water sort of splashing around you and you hear this loud crack as the trough cracks under your weight and all of the water starts to spill out all over the place. And it's like, it's like kind of this, uh, this like murky reddish color and it's starting to deepen the red color as it's, uh, mixing with all of the sand and stuff like that. And it doesn't take very long before all of the water kind of dissipates out of it. And, uh, you look up and for a, for just a second you can see Polly is looking out of one of her broken windows and she just puts her hand on her forehead and just shakes her head and just walks back away from the window towards the bar I I yell up through the window the agents are gonna pay for this don't you worry <laughs> and uh, I just kind of look up and look around See if anyone else has seen me. <laughs> oh, the, I'm walking to the bank. Did I see it? Uh, uh, you would be heading south on that main thoroughfare, so probably not. So I oh, okay. Perception of eleven. Um, you do see that um, across the way, the barber is in front of his store, and he's got like. He's got something in his hand and it looks like he might be writing on it or something like that. But he's like looking up at you and like scribbling down on this thing and then looking up at you and then scribbling again. And he's not trying to be very um, he's not trying to be hidden about it at all. So you can definitely see that he is kind of marveling at uh, at this site. <laughs> he's drawing your orc wing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just get up and. uh Walk over to the general store again. Okay, yeah, you uh, you make your way back inside, and uh, when you get in there, you see that Lucius has already set all of your stuff on the ground, and then you think about it for a second, and you kind of look at the way that everything is strewn about the ground, and you don't think that he set it down. You think that he dropped it and just <laughs> was completely incapable of uh, holding it any longer. And so uh, <laughs> he... Uh, he goes, uh, that, that'll be 10 gold and most of the cost is the dynamite. That, that's fine. And, um, I grab my money pouch and, uh, I'll take 11 gold out and give it to him. Thank, thank you very much, sir. And, uh, he... He reaches out to shake your hand. I shake it, and then uh, I, I'm just gonna start stripping in the middle of the store. Igmit has no shame or concept of modesty. 
I thought you were Honestly, already. That's stripping. what I thought was going on before. <laughs> oh, and then you were, and then you made it very clear that you were actually taking a quick bath, which was really funny. And I'm glad that you did that. Um, he he sort of like goes and uh, like tries everything in his power to like concentrate on the paperwork behind the countertop, and you see him shuddering every once in a while, just like. <laughs> What the fuck kind of a kind of a look on his face. You know, son, I might be green, but I ain't got nothing you don't got. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Do orcs do orcs have tusks at both ends or just one end? No, now you had to make it weird. (laughs) It's like an elephant. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I just, I just get dressed and, uh, strap all my equipment on. Um, and I did pay enough, right? It was 10 gold. Yeah, you're, you're golden. Now give everybody an elephant dance. I'm never going to be able to forget that visual. I can't stop thinking about it. Oh my hell. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, well that'll be the show everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, uh, subscribe whew. to us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you if you like jokes about Wesley or about Igmit's dick, please be sure to give us some money on Patreon. Top tier quality, folks. <laughs> right. So you guys grabbing your horses and uh, getting out of town then? Yeah, I'm ready yes, to go. All right. Oh, and I, I uh, not only did I give him my badge, I also grabbed my comm device. I just want to make sure that's on the record. Yeah, no worries. You have all that stuff. Um, let's say that it's let's say that it's like one thirty in the afternoon, and you guys are finally heading out. Then, um, and Igmet, if you recall, you kind of head in the same direction that you would have had had it, uh, that you would have gone in order to get to the to the new mine. Mm-hmm. And you just you just kind of want to go a little bit more. Um, like a southwesterly direction than uh than like that northwesterly direction that you took towards the um towards the new mine and are you guys are you guys taking your extra horses that you took from the new mine or are you just gonna go on singular horses and call it good um can i make a history check for the distance I mean, it, it's about the same distance as the new mine. Like I said, it's just kind of in a different direction. So it's going to take you a little bit better than a day, unless you have multiple horses, in which case you might be able to do it in, in about 12 hours. I say we take uh, some bears. <coughs> I'm sorry? Um, we'll take Ryan some so rudely spares. coughed in the middle of your talking. <laughs> We're taking the spares. Right, cool. No, I, I, I got that. Um, hey, Tim. Tim? Yes. We're taking the spares. Hey, Brian. Yeah, what's up? Brian? Brian? Yeah, yep. Hey, Tim. Brian? Tim, what's going on? 
I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> oh. So why don't you guys uh, both roll me an animal handling check to to kind of get a, a a feeling for your speed. Fourteen. Seventeen. Damn, showing me. All that. right. So you guys start uh, hitting the trail hard. Um, and they're actually, for the, it seems at this point that what you guys are traveling on, Igmit, is definitely a trail. Like, this is, this is something that people go down pretty often. Um, there isn't really a whole lot of shrubs or anything like that in, in the way. And it sort of snakes around the dunes and rocks and things like that. And, um, you know that, uh, that while this is probably not a man-made trail, you would you would assume that this is probably where a lot of the pronghorns kind of run through. Okay. Um, so it's okay. more of a natural trail than anything, but uh, but it's definitely it's definitely good for for getting your horses quickly through this terrain without having to deal with uh, with some of the more frustrating aspects of it, because you can clearly see a, a path to kind of go around everything without having to concentrate too hard. Um, okay. And you guys ride for probably a solid three or four hours. And why don't you guys go ahead and make me a perception check? Well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> 23. It's a natural one. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, you can see that up ahead, maybe a quarter of a mile, may, give or take a little bit more or a little bit less, there is a gentleman, it appears to be um, a human male wearing a wide brown hat. Um, and... He's wearing a cowboy hat, but the suit that he's wearing is also brown, and it's very much so in the fashion of what a lot of, like, business types would wear in Farport, which is kind of weird, but, you know, not, not like, uh, completely anomalous. And so, yeah, he's not... there. You don't see any horses around him or anything like that. You just see that uh, he's kind of... Standing in a clearing, almost like there isn't really any uh, shrubs or or cover around him. He's just sort of got his arms crossed in, like uh, like they're folded at his uh, chest, and it seems like he's waiting for something. He's not walking. He's standing still. He is standing still. He's on an animal or not? No, he is not. Hmm. What kind of are we in? Like salt flats or desert or? It's it it's the desert, but there is there's a decent amount of foliage and stuff like that around you. Obviously, nowhere near as dense as it would be in the climates that you and I are accustomed to. But in comparison to other parts of the desert that you've been in, there's definitely a, a decent amount of uh, plant life and stuff like that. Potential cover. Yep. I'm going to capture Igmit's attention and say, uh, hey, Igmit. Yeah? Seems we've got a loner. Um, now that Tom is 
shown me. Do I see it? Because of my low perception. Yeah, I, I would say that after a little bit of riding, um, and you kind of get ahead of your dust that you guys have been kicking up, and yeah, you're you're able to make him out. You're not. You're definitely not able to tell the fashion or cut of his suit or anything like that, like Tom was. But you can definitely see the silhouette of somebody uh, up in front of you. I'm going to say to Igmit. Uh, <clears throat> What do you think? Can you gather whether he looks hostile or friendly? Well, I can't tell if he's human or orc or... I don't know what the hell he is. What do you think we should do? Well, you do the talking and I'll keep my eyes open. And uh, when you get within earshot, tell him to keep his arms up. Before we go up there, is it just me? Or does it look like he's waiting for somebody? And also, does he not have a horse? Why would he be standing out here by himself? Well, I reckon someone might have taken his horse. Oh, very well. Let's approach him cautiously and we'll see what's going on. Um... Perhaps we should pick up sort of a strategy or some sort of cover in case this thing goes south. If things go tits up, you follow me and go to the closest brush there is. Closest brush. Sounds good to me. I guess we're going to approach this character. Okay, so you guys... uh as you're riding up, he makes no motion to do anything. Um, but as you kind of get close enough that um, that like you would be very soon in range of using your rifles against him, he uh, very slowly raises both hands in the air above his head and uh, just sta- continues to stand there waiting. And he's got a a big smile across his face and. <laughs> you can already tell from this distance, Tom, because I'm just going to stick with your old perception check. His teeth are very nice, even for somebody in Farport. You know, like, out here, the teeth are... Well, they leave something to be desired, but back in Farport, people pretty much have decent dental dental hygiene. But, you know, there's still your occasional cracked tooth or a little bit of yellowing from tobacco stains or coffee or whatever, whereas... This this guy has some of the whitest teeth that you've ever seen. He's clean-shaven, um, which is also odd that he's out in the middle of the desert without a horse and doesn't appear as though he's been there for very long. And his suit is very clean, which, again, is very odd. I'm not going to take my hat all the way off, but I'll kind of do a forward-tipping motion, like a slight take-it-off. <laughs> nod towards him can he is he an is he an earshot now oh yeah 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 you guys are rolling up uh rolling up to him and i'd say at this point you're probably 50 feet away maybe a little bit closer if you want to be i'm typical tom is bad at social interactions i'm just gonna approach him and say where's your horse why don't you roll a perception check for me 17 so 
you see him, he slowly reaches forward and tips his cap and you watch as, as his shadow is moving, you see that, that the hand that reaches up to the hat to tip it in the shadow is sort of like this weird, almost crab claw, but you look back at his face and that is not like, that is not what is going on with his hand. Like he has five fingers, normal human hand, but the shadow is different. Um, is there some sort of check you I could roll that would hint at what that might mean? Why don't you roll me an insight check? And then also, roll me an, actually roll me religion first, and then we'll do insight. Oh, such a good Depending. <laughs> okay. Well, no, you want a good roll on the religion one first. Oh, okay. uh, 17. So, you remember you remember from uh, yesterday, when, or not yesterday, earlier today, when Alavari was telling you guys about what a Glabrazu is? Oh, that and demon. And one of the things that you remember very distinctly about it is that it has, like, these weird crab claws for hands on two sets of its... Uh, two sets of its arms. Uh, that's not good. Um, did you say we both see this crab claw or was that just me? No, that's just you. I'm going to try and capture Igmit's attention without, without audibly speaking. I'm going to look at it, look directly at him and, uh, kind of stroke my chin. Igmit, why don't you make <laughs> me a perception check and we'll see how that goes. It's a nine... Um, so you see Tom is sort of like making weird faces at you and you're kind of offended. Like this is a serious situation. He should take it more seriously than he is. This is not a time for tomfoolery, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I just, you know, I, I get after him. Tom, what the hell are you doing? This ain't no, this ain't the time for your bullshit. We have to... And I catch myself, and I look over at the guy. I'm moving my hand towards the handle, the grip of my gun. What brings you out to these parts? I was waiting for you, of course. (sighs) All right. What do you have to say to us? You owe me blood you owe us a lot of lives a lot of innocent lives you don't know that they're innocent doesn't matter and it's not your call it would appear that it most definitely is Thomas you know my name but I don't know yours you no more things than you are willing to let on. Fitting, don't you think? Don't your people tell of legends of folks who meet with creatures from beyond the crossroads? Yes, and it never ends well. So who did you meet with? I... I wish that I could trust you, Tom. But alas, I've given you chance after chance, and you 
just don't seem to appreciate my mercy, Thomas. Yes, mercy. All for the greater good. Sacrifices must be made and all of that. He uh, starts walking towards you a little bit and he says, Now, Tom, you say that sarcastically. Yes, I do. But it is more true than you could ever imagine. What makes you think that just because your new friend is not absorbing power the same way I am, that he's not still using you? I'm sorry, who are you speaking of? You know who I'm speaking of, Thomas. All I know is there are a lot of powerful beings, and they're all trying to repair the weave. And yet none of them are willing to work together. Not in the way that they should, if that's their true goal. They all say they have common interests, but they all want blood. That's the only common interest that I see. And I want no part of it. There is power in blood, Thomas. Even the teachings of Ernie would agree with that to some degree. Blood is considered a life source. Blood is considered sacrificial, but I am neither a judge nor a jury. It is not up to me to just randomly decide who gets to die and who gets to live to repair this magic system. I think it should be, perhaps, if anything, a democracy. But you, you run around striking people down at your very whim. Justify that. You can't. Igment is going to kick his horse and try to get it to rear up. Okay. Is that an animal handling, or...? It is, yeah, go ahead and make that. And then make me a wisdom saving throw right after. Okay, so animal handling is uh, 14, and then wisdom, that's uh, 16. Oh, okay, so you rear up your horse, and this this gentleman holds out one hand sort of like... uh, like a Jedi does when they're trying to get their lightsaber to come to their hand. And you can feel all of your muscles sort of starting to tense up and it becomes hard for you to move them. And you do everything in your power. You bite down and you grit your teeth. And right as your your final right hand is, is about to clench closed and no longer move, you're able to break the spell and you can definitely tell that this this gentleman has cast a spell on you. Because you're mine. <laughs> but uh, it did not <laughs> succeed, just so you know. Okay, what what in tarnation was that, you demonic son of a bitch? Go ahead and make another one. Did he at least get his horse to rear, or did that get interrupted? Oh, yeah, the horse rears up, and, and it's it makes a lot of noise, and... Uh, he, he just turns to face it. And like I said, he holds out his hand. And as soon as Aigment gets aggressive with his voice, he does the same maneuver. I can tell that, democ- that, that diplomacy is not going to go well regardless of what happens. So I'm going to follow Aigment's lead and draw my gun. Okay. 
Um, what did you get on that wisdom saving throw, Igmit? We're going to go into initiative after this. Okay. I rolled a 16. Again? Okay, yeah. You, uh, you are able to fight it off again, and uh, you are still active, and let's go ahead and roll initiative then. Shit. Rolled a 17. Nine. All right. Tom, you would be first. Is he... What's the range right now? Um, let's say that you are 30 feet away from him. I'm going to try and cast Confusion on the demon. Okay, and what kind of saving throw is that? It's going to be Wisdom. All right. Okay, so I rolled a natural one, but it's going <laughs> to use one of its legendary actions to succeed. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And you have a movement and a bonus action left. What would you like to do, Tom? Um, I'm gonna... Tr- so he is blocking our path to the orc camp, yes? No, he's kind of off to the side. Okay. In, in sort of like this clearing where it seems like these trails sort of cross each other. Um, confusion use... I mean, if we're playing by components, confusion uses emotion and a verbal... And so I'm going to assume that Igmit took the hint that I tried to cast a spell and obviously it didn't work. So I'm going to hia my horse and try to make a beeline past this guy and say, Come on, Igmit, let's get out of here. We don't have time for this. Let me shoot him once, goddammit. <laughs> so my, uh, what's my, is my movement on a horse like 40 feet or something? I think a horse is 60 or is it 50? Yeah. Whatever it is, uh, I'm just, oh shit. Kim says 60. I'm, I'm just gonna, yeah, bolt past this guy as, as best I can. All right. Um, so you, uh, you start riding past and you get, you get about 30 feet past him. And why don't you go ahead and make me a, uh, hold on. Let me look and see what it actually is so that I don't just pull something out of my ass. Oh no. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> there is no save. <laughs> oh, it's a dragon. So, Tom, you turn around to kind of look over your shoulder and see what uh, what is going on, and you see this creature starts to move its its arms around, and and it's making all of these intricate signals, and then all of a sudden it says this word in a language that you don't understand and your brain starts to reel. And you are now stunned uh, with no save whatsoever. (laughs) And you are stunned for, well, actually I should ask first. Do you have over 150 hit points? (laughs) Yes, I do. God damn it. I am, I'm- Oh, you do? Yep, I'm modifying my number right now as we speak. (laughs) Oh, fuck. And so you can make a constitution saving throw at the end of each of your turns. And once you succeed, you are no longer stunned. But for now, you are fucking reeling and not really able to do anything other than save. Um, <laughs> this is just supposed to be a talkie encounter. And that'll bring us to you, Igmet. What do you want to do? FYI, everyone, I wasn't the one that started this shit show. I never... <laughs> I didn't raise my gun. 
You, You're just as responsible. You don't act like you didn't do the aggressive the aggressive thing first. I you, did the aggressive thing, but I didn't raise my gun. You didn't raise your gun, but you raised your horse. Yeah. You're just as at fault, Wesley. Let's move on. <laughs> um, Is making a dash act dash action the same on when you're on a mount yeah i mean obviously the distance is different but you trade in your action for extra movement yep all right i'm going to dash uh uh towards the orc camp all my movement everything towards dashing away from this whatever it is you speed past Tom and make me a perception check as you're kind of uh, as you're kind of eyeing him as you go past. That is um, thirteen. He looks almost like a zombie. Like there is like there is just a vacant look in his eyes as you uh, as you kind of go past him on your horse, and you can see that he's just there's something it, it, like Tom is there, but no one's home basically is the way that it seems to you right now. (laughs) So normal? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh, Igmet, you also see as you're um, going past this guy, it is just smiling. Like, it it doesn't seem to be concerned with what you guys are doing at all, and uh, it definitely seems kind of amused. Um, And Tom, uh, now it's your turn. Con save of 10. Yeah, that doesn't work. The DC is 17. So (laughs) good luck, sir. Um, So that will bring us to it. Who is going to snap his fingers and appear on the back of the horse with you, Tom? And he's sort of like, he's sort of like, (laughs) like leans up into your shoulder and starts to whisper in your ear and he says oh thomas i'm not going to kill you today oh no i'm gonna wait till you have all your friends with you and i'm gonna save you for last and that's when you're gonna find out about her and everything that's going on it's all going to shit, Thomas, and you're going to love it. And he disappears, and you are no longer in your stupor, and you are left alone on the ba- on your horse, just kind of watching Igmet as he just fucking dashes out of there. <laughs> you can basically just see the dust from Igmet's horse as he's just tearing through. What would you like to do, Tom? I want to look around and definitely make sure I'm I'm cool and everything's back to normal. You 100% don't feel cool. Nothing feels normal and it is all bad. <laughs> it is all bad. That as far as I can tell, that guy is definitely gone, right? It's just quiet. Maybe a reception check. 14. From what you can tell, yeah, he's gone. Then I'm going to slow my roll and stop for a second and just breathe for a while and Ernie what the hell was that about do I have memories of my confusion 
I assume I do since I heard him. Yeah, yeah. You um, you remember everything that went on. You just... Basically, the way that it felt to you is, like, you couldn't figure out how to get your your motor functions to work. Like, you couldn't figure out how to make your hands and arms do what they wanted to do. Like, you couldn't figure out how to formulate words. But you can still hear things, and you're still aware of what's going on around you. It's just kind of confusing, I guess is a good way to put it. But as soon as you come out of it, you definitely understand everything that just happened, and you're you're probably a little bit freaked out, I would assume. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there still on my horse, and my hands are trembling as I reach into my coat. I take out a cigar tin and open it up, and it's empty, and I say, Ernie, damn it. <laughs> Once I'm stabilized, I'm gonna yaw and try to... F- See if I can catch up to Igmit if I lost him. I hope I didn't lose him. Igmit, why don't you uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check to see if you notice that Tom is not keeping up with you at all. That's um, five. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The DC wasn't going to be hard. I said it at eight, but five (laughs) does not beat that. So, um... Yeah, you just keep riding at full... How long do you want to ride at full gallop? Five minutes. Okay. And then, do you want to actually stop, or are you going to just kind of keep going at a canter? Like, what's your plan? Yes, I want to make a perception check, see if there's any really tall sagebrush or something. I could hide my horse behind, um, and I want to stop and hide in the bushes for a minute. Okay, go ahead and uh, make me a perception check and see if you can find anything that would fit your needs. 13? Yeah, no problem. Um, like I said, there's st- there's a lot of foliage in this area, so it's not, it's not complicated or hard. Yes, so I'm going to get off my horse, lead it behind whatever cover I might find, and um, I'm going to take my scattergun off my back and uh, crouch down in some cover and wait and, and see if anyone comes up behind me on this on this trail. Um, okay, so Tom, what are you doing then? <laughs> Shit. Uh, you can you go ahead and really run me a perception hope, check to see how. I really hope Igmit doesn't shoot me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fourteen again. You see that Igmit, you can see the dust kicking up up ahead and you can see that uh, that it continues for quite some ways. You definitely do not see Igmit stop, but you can you can definitely easily tell the direction that he went in. And so it's not going to be hard for you to follow it. Mm. I assume his horse can't hide behind the brush like he can. Why don't you go ahead and uh, roll me a stealth check, Igmit? At disadvantage because you have a horse. <laughs> Still, so one was twenty and one was sixteen. Sixteen. All right, so uh, Tom, you are riding up ahead. You're riding along this trail for a while, and Igmit, you can hear somebody coming. Uh, why don't you make me a perception check? But Tom, you don't see anybody. All you see is dust up ahead of you and and after a while it seems like it kind of dissipates and you're having a hard time seeing where Igmit went. 
keyboard. Oh, that's another nat one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Igmet, you can hear um, you can hear the loud sounds of of some of a horse coming down the trail towards you and you you just you can't quite make out who it is like all of the dust that you kicked up and all of the dust that uh that this creature is starting is starting to kick up as well you just you can't make out anything other than a large silhouette sort of looming in the dust what do you want to do You'd say I'm pretty rattled right now. Like even Oh, you're 100% is rattled, rattled yeah. I think so, okay. yeah. Um I'm gonna stay hidden and just keep watching. I'm not going to do anything yet. Okay, so you um you see this uh this large silhouette goes past you and it keeps going down the trail. Uh do you want to do anything yet? Yes, I'm going to get out from under the cover. Okay. And uh, stand up and see if I can make it make out what it is. And I'll make whatever trick you want me to. Um, why don't you make me an investigation check this time? Investigation. That's a 15. You're pretty positive that it's Tom, but you're looking all all around you and you cannot find this creature anywhere. And it's really kind of making you nervous, especially considering how quickly Tom is making his way down the trail. Um, I'm going to stop for a moment and yell out, who goes there? Tom, you definitely hear that. You definitely, definitely hear that. All right. <clears throat> Identify yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna hear you. I, Wesley or uh, Igma and I we're close enough. I'm gonna take my hat off and wave it in the air and put it back on. <laughs> okay. Igma, you see almost like a lighthouse <laughs> just in the dust, just this the way that the sun reflects across uh, across Tom's head just uh just creates a beacon for you to follow. <laughs> the light of Ernie showing the way. All right. Tom? Uh, I'm going to ride back to him and say, uh, <laughs> I don't know where he went, but he's gone. I keep my distance from him. How do I know he hasn't made you like his puppet or I don't know, like like the fake Igment back in town. Um, I try to dismount from my horse and my f foot catches in the spur and then I fall over. <laughs> the horse kind of is uh, being stubborn and kind of pulling away from me and I lose my boot and like maybe my hat. Sheer. <laughs> that's Tom DeWeese if I ever seen Tim. And immediately I know that's the real Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I try to try to gather myself up and say, um, "Well, that was not our finest hour." No, and uh, you know, if you ever tell anybody that I ran like a sissy schoolgirl, well, I'll cut your tongue out. Igmit, you know that I have nobody to tell. Just saying, not my proudest moment. Fair enough. We don't speak of it to anyone. 
I mean, we probably should tell Falk whatever. Nope. <laughs> demon was. <laughs> Not even that we saw it. Nope. I mean, I don't know what the hell that was. Listen, let's get our story straight right now. <laughs> the demon confronted us and we ran him off. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I, in- I intimidated the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, can you tell me the time? How long have we been out here? So it, it's, um, at this point, it's probably like six o'clock in the evening. It's going to be dark soon. How much longer do you reckon until we reach the orc camp? Um, s- survival check. That is, um, 13. Um, you would think sometime tomorrow afternoon if you guys stop and rest for the night, which you definitely think is a good idea considering how dangerous uh, these deserts can be at night. Tom, uh, you bring your horse over here in these these here bushes and uh, we're going to camp for the night. Oh, honestly... I don't much feel like going on anyway. I feel like I haven't slept in three days. Well, uh, w- when he, like, stunned you or whatever, he made you pass out, uh, did it hurt? Did you feel physical pain or did you just kind of pass out? Only my pride. You know, he said something to me about the usual villainy sort of things. I'm going to regret my decision. He's going to wreak havoc upon the town. I don't know. I'm glad he's gone. We did bring something to drink, yes? No, the the whiskey is to bribe our way into town. Ernie, damn it. (laughs) I mean, well, I I reckon we can (laughs) share one bottle. You know, I got four of them. I feel we deserve it. You might be right. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We we had a hard day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 I'd like to fast forward a little bit, unless you have something towards... Nope. I'd like to fast forward a little bit to when we've got a campfire going and we're just kind of chilling for a while. Done deal. You guys, you guys find a pretty decent uh, spot where you've got a, a quite a bit of uh, of flora that's sort of just around a, a sort of a clearing. And Igmet digs a little pit for a fire and goes out and gathers some wood, which is definitely not as hard as it normally is to start a fire in the desert because, like I said, there's a lot of flora around, and so you know you find some that have. <clears throat> excuse me, that have already died and fallen over and sort of uh, like some cottonwood trees or maybe there's just a, yeah, there's a couple of cottonwood trees that have fallen over and, and you uh, you just take your tomahawk to it and break it up into some firewood and get a fire going and now it's, let's say it's like 8.30, 9 o'clock and the sun is, you know, all the way down at this point and uh, you guys are just sitting around the campfire and the horses have been watered. You guys have eaten some food and now you're just sharing that bottle of whiskey. Since we've probably each polished off at least a quarter of a bottle, um, <laughs> Tom is, Tom, Tom's kind of getting in his feels and after the events of the day, he says, uh, 
admit I'm I'm not normally good at this sort of thing, but I feel like I suppose I feel like I should apologize. I feel partially responsible for you taking a bullet earlier today and making that woman so angry. It's well, it ain't the first time I've been shot. Certainly won't be the last. And, uh... <laughs> well, we probably could have handled it better. Uh, so... I don't know what got into me. In a manner of speaking, I don't see how I'm that much different than the demon we just encountered. I, When we were at the Imperium... We would bust open doors, shatter windows, whatever it took to get the job done. I don't know how much you know about the Imperium, but there's this division where the orcs and the the fae reside, and it's as if we are the law. There's no rhyme or reason to it. We just do what we do to to get the job done, and 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 we move on. And something must have triggered in my brain, and I broke into not a fay, but an innocent. Well, I don't know if she's an innocent or not, but it doesn't matter. She was this human woman, and I, I cast a spell on her and broke into her house, and she seemed livid and terrified. And why do I have a guilty conscience now? But the countless times I break into the the Fey back in the Imperium and I think nothing of it. Well, back then, you didn't know no different. And, uh, you're seeing a different way of life out here. It might be a harsher one, but there's a sense of justice. Justice. Hmm. I feel like the demon. I feel like he just kills the peons because they're small, like insects, and they're inconsequential. Simple blood sacrifice that means nothing to repair this this magic system. What different am I to just break into a phase house, but then I feel so guilty when I break into a human's. I can't... Even that I can't justify it. Well... Maybe there, there's stuff left for you to learn, understanding the complications of society and how different folks are treated and such. But I can tell you, you ain't nothing like that there Damon. You know, I, I don't know his motivation, but I know, and while I might not agree with the FIA, I know you and Falk. And I know you and Falk are good men, and you might have used some harsh means to come to whatever end you needed to get to, but uh, I know that you meant to do it for the right reasons. You were trying to enforce the law, correct? The law that you believed in. That's what I tell myself. You know... I know that you're part human, but you're not like any of the orcs that I knew back at home. I never really got to know any of the orcs back at home. To be honest, 
That's partly why I agreed to go with you on this trip. I need to know. I need to see them for myself. I need to understand their culture and their way of life. The entire time I spent at the Imperium with the FIA, I just assumed things. I looked the other way. I told myself stuff that I didn't even know if it was true, that they were evil or unjust or that they deserved to be punished. And being out here and meeting you, well, it's got me questioning everything. I don't think I have many answers for you, my friend. I'm not fond of humans or orc in general. There are very few people in the world that I really care to put up with. But, um, hopefully this trip's a learning experience for you. I don't necessarily expect you to give me any answers, but whether you know it or not, I suppose in some ways maybe you are an answer. I think you're a good man, Igmet, and that's not something I've ever said to an orc before. Hmm. We'll see you when we get to the orc camp, if I ever say it again, but I'm glad to know you. I appreciate that, feller. Uh, for, uh, Asian of the Imperium, I surprisingly like you and folk. <laughs> I give him a very socially awkward pat slash grip on the sho- on the shoulder, and then uh, and then I s- say, <sighs> "I feel like I'm about to pass out." Can I finish the whiskey? Why don't you guys both make me a perception check? Eighteen, dirty twenty. You guys, um, you guys think that you hear something rustling sort of to the south of you. Oh, hell. Being that I'm drunk, I, I, I've i got that kind of slow reaction, so I hear it, then there's a pause, then I spin <laughs> around, then there's a pause, and then I reach for my gun, and I say, <sighs> did you hear that? I did. Could we make, um, like a, like, how drunk are we? <laughs> Have a bottle of whiskey. I would say pretty drunk. Why don't you make me a constitution saving throw, uh, Igmet? But I'm going to say Tom is drunk. But Igmet, you make me a constitution saving throw. Fair. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, my third natty one of the night. Oh, not only are you drunk, <laughs> you're rip roaring. Like you are, you haven't eaten a whole lot today, and so that let's, is man. I that thought is not helping your situation. Would be higher. No, 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 no. No, let's be real. Tom probably drank like an eighth of the bottle, and Igmet probably down the rest. Right? Oh yeah. That's. I mean, <laughs> I, I was letting Tom have it when he said, "Oh yeah, I drank a half of this bottle." Okay. Yeah, that totally happened. Wink, wink. In quotes, like. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just want to read in the chat. Chris said they both hurt each other and spooked themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you, um, you guys are looking to the south of you, and 
you're both kind of bleary eyed and you know, you keep rubbing your eyes a few times and, and Tom, you actually close one eye because you can see things better with uh, <laughs> pirate vision. And so <laughs> you can see that uh, the large black brim that belongs to the man in black uh, is poking up above the brush. And uh, he sort of makes his way in and he uh, walks over to you, Igmet, and goes, tell me y'all didn't just finish all of the whiskey. (laughs) Shit, the the guitar player's here. And uh, I hand him the the bottle, which do we say is like a fourth way left? I think that uh, I think that Igmet, when Tom said he was going to bed, probably just pounded the bottle. <laughs> Man, gotta keep some of this bribe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so uh, Igmet, you uh, you kind of shake the bottle, and it's very clearly empty. And do you hand it to him anyway? <laughs> no, I. Uh... I just show it to him and um, say, sorry, we uh, we polished it off. That's all right. I didn't come here for revelry anyway. You came here to talk. I hope so. I have a lot of questions for you. Oh, I, I actually uh, came here to call in my favor because it seems that y'all are headed to that rock gut encampment. Yeah. We didn't agree to the favor. That was Falk. <laughs> I'm all dizzy. You agreed to the favor too, Tom. I kind of scrunched my face up trying hard to remember, but everything's a little hazy. You all agreed. It was literally only a few hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> What's the favor, feller? What's the feller favor? I need something from that encampment and y'all are gonna take it well we can sure try trying is not a part of the bargain Igmet is half an orc maybe they'll just give it to him oh they ain't gonna give him this (laughs) that tribe they've been there for millennia and they're guarding something I think it might be that statue of Loth, but I want to know for sure. So I want you to bring me their chieftain. He can be dead, it doesn't matter. I have ways to get the information. As he says that, I kind of raise my eyebrows and take my glasses off and give him a cleaning and look at him like, are you serious? He can be dead, is that right? Absolutely, I just need mm, probably 45% of his body. Well, the upper half. It's definitely got to be the upper half. Yeah, yep, definitely going to need that. Well, I mean, realistically, I guess I could just do the necking up, right? I mean, do they need vocal? It's been a long time. You know, let's just be safe. Let's go, let's go hips up. Yeah, hips up is probably going to... And... You guys are both really, like, this is, the the amount of nonchalance in, in the man in black's voice as he's talking about this is 
really disturbing and kind of troubling. No, don't tell me you're trying to wake the woman. Not necessarily. I, uh... I'm still holding out hope that y'all are gonna need to. (laughs) But we'll see what happens, I guess. If we do, are you going to let us use this chieftain? I mean, y'all would have to bring him alive. And that sounds... complicated. She won't accept half a body. Well, I mean, she didn't accept an eighth of a body, did she? And what if we refuse? <laughs> oh, Tom. That's what I figured. You'll get your body. I know. Do you have any suggestion as to... Uh, you're, you're some kind of demon spirit... Uh, you're smarter than I am. Um, Not that that takes too much effort there, Igmet. <laughs> I grimace at him. You walked into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas on how I can separate the, the chief? Well, my suggestion would be to do it sneakily. I definitely would say sneaking is probably going to be your best bet. Yeah, definitely uh, secretive-like. And do you have any kind of magical aid you could give us? (laughs) Now, Igmet, if I was trying to get a bit of entertainment, why would I aid you? I feel like it's going to be far more amusing to watch y'all try and do it anyway. <laughs> you know your threats don't hold a lot of water when you're recruiting the aid of two normal beings. Why don't you just do this yourself unless you really are that powerless? You just heard him. He doesn't need our help. He just wants to watch us fuck up. Hmm. <laughs> You're a real son of a bitch, feller. I mean, I never said I wasn't. Your attitude is going to bring down the numbers of listens to our musical episodes on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell are you talking about, Tom? You're drunk as hell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw a stick into the fire and then I'm going to say... Very well, we'll bring you your orcish leader. I don't even want to ask you the questions I had anymore. Oh, well, that's a real shame, Tom. I was really hoping to pussyfoot around with all of your inane questions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, please, will you please just ask me the questions? I was... I I have nothing to do this evening. I was going to play at the Crossing House, but now that I know you had some questions, Tom... I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep a wink. <laughs> all right, you listen here, all right? You're having me kill the goddamn chief. I'll ask the questions. Well, I mean, I'll do the killing. Y'all don't have to kill no one. What was that thing that, I don't know, stunned Tom earlier? Uh, I mean, it would appear to me that there are two things that it could possibly be. Me, 
and the Glaber Zoo. Take your pick, feller. Glaber what? As far as I'm concerned, there isn't very much difference. I'm going to bed. Tom, your attitude is really, really fucking funny, actually. Like, this is, this is, this is one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Like, why are you, why are you so morose right now? I don't, what, why are you so angry? What is going on? Come on, let's talk about it, Tom. Ooh, now you want to talk. I'm going to spit in the dirt and then I'm going to get up and head to my bedroll. Okay. <laughs> he just does more laughing and uh, kind of looks over to you, Igmet, uh, to see if you have anything else to say. No. I've done a lot of bounties in my life, but never on a chief. This will be interesting. And I go over to my bedroll and lay down. Igmet. Just remember, you got a birthright, and you got a right to challenge. And you watch as his form starts to turn into this black ash, and you can smell sulfur as he sort of just blows away into the wind. LCPDND. All our info and content can be found through lcpdnd.com. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can share the show with friends or on social media. You can review us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you listen. You can pledge any amount of money at patreon.com slash lcpdnd. And you can buy LCP merch at sonerdware.com slash lcp. Regardless of whether you do these things or not, we would love to have you join our Discord server where we chat, post memes, and even play D&D together. Come play with us! The Discord link is in our episode descriptions as well as on our website. You can follow the show on Twitter at LCPDND. Tim Demuse, our DM, is Ida Grab Your Gun. Chris Riley, who plays Falk, is Chris Riley LCP. Wesley Sullivan, who plays Igmet, is Wide Wide Wes. Our guest was Kim, who played Alavari. And she is Metz Girl. That's M-E-T-Z Girl. She can be found primarily on the two podcasts, Beholder's Eye and Service Desk. And I, Brian Bridges, the player of Tom, can be found on Twitter as at ManlyBrian and on Instagram as Brian underscore Bridges. And that's all for this episode. Until next time, may Ernie bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, let's play some Hey, D&D. don't do that too much because we do not have the copyrights to that track. <laughs> fair. That's a fair Your milkshake point. would bring a lawsuit to the yard and... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, please cease and desist. Yeah. You're damn right. I'll cease yeah. and desist. <laughs> you came here because okay. you want some of this. Boom. That was just one step too far. Yeah. Yep. We we were fine where we were, Brian, and you had to you had to ruin it.